0: I have been toying around with this idea of taking a nap in the middle of the day. There's this concept called impossible goals, and it's a a life coaching concept that I learned from my friend Goalie from Lessons from a Quitter. You set these impossible goals to see who you can become to blow your own mind. A lot of people set goals that are action-based goals that you have to strive for, that takes energy, and I get that. I am a goal setter and a goal getter. So for me, an impossible goal is a rest goal what if I spent an hour napping every day? That feels impossible to me. It feels more possible for me to have a $10 million business within the next few years. It feels way more possible for me to have that than for me to become a person that naps every single day. That blows my mind. That is my version of an impossible goal, which means that's a goal that I need to set for myself so that I can focus on becoming a person that can rest. Hi, I'm Tasha Cochran, a former lawyer turned entrepreneur. A few years ago, I could never have dreamed that I could walk away from my legal career to run my own business, but I've done exactly that. And now I'm on a mission to help you do it too. Imagine doing interesting work in your comfy pants, being fully present as a parent without the guilt while still paying yourself an income that makes your big dreams a reality. Oh, hello, Hawaii vacay. Yes, that can be your life. Here on the Wealth Life Balance Podcast, I share the real talk, practical tips, and behind the scenes strategies that you need to help you build your freedom business so that you can live your best life on your terms. Now let's make it happen. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the Wealth-Life Balance podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing my personal business goals for 2021. It's going to be behind the scenes of my business, my plans to help me get there, because this is a big, audacious goal. But before we get into it, I want to do my first listener spotlight ever of the podcast, I'm recording this podcast in January, which means that the podcast has officially launched and we have listeners. I'm so excited. And so I want to showcase Diane Ducky. Diane says... I've been waiting for a podcast hosted by Tasha since I heard her guest on another podcast I listened to half a year ago. I dove into her YouTube channel, One Big Happy Life, and quickly fell in love with what she has to say. Tasha is a straight shooter and truly an expert. She'll also make you feel cared for as you pursue your dreams. Love the preview and can't wait for more episodes. Diane, thank you so much. It means the world to me. You don't even know. So I'm so very excited to talk to you today about my 2021 goals. So in episode three, I talked about my first year of full-time entrepreneurship, which was 2020. And I shared this goal that I've set for myself, a revenue goal to hit $1 million in 2021. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely should. So this year on the podcast, On the episodes like this one, where I'm taking you behind the scenes and talking about my own business, I'll be spending a lot of time talking about that million dollar number. And so before we dive into my goals for 2021, I just want to take a second and just reassure you that you don't ever have to have a million dollar business in order to have a successful business. You may never want to hit a million dollars and that's okay. Or you might want to, and that's okay too. I just want you to resist the urge to make an arbitrary number be a marker of success in your business in order for your business to feel successful to you. Instead, you should define success in your business by what kind of life and business you want to have and how much money your business needs to make in order for that to be possible for you. So don't get caught up in the numbers and what you see other people doing or what you see me doing. Just use it as an example and as a for you to see, does that make sense for you and your vision for your life and your business? And even in my business, in the beginning, I didn't even have monetary goals. And you should consider in the very early stages of your business, not really focusing on the monetary goals because it can just be so challenging to even get started. So in the beginning, I didn't set a goal, a monetary goal. I set a goal to make a video once a week. That was my business goal. Of course, I talk about the fact that at the time, I didn't really realize that what I was creating was a business. But the point is that That was the goal that I set for myself. And then once I decided it was a side hustle, which is a business, I set a monetary goal of hitting $2,000 a month in five years. I gave myself five years to make $24,000 in my business. And we ended up hitting that the very second year in business. Again, I'm still working full time as a lawyer. We made $76,000, so almost $100,000 in one year when I told myself, I would only make 24. And that's when I started pushing for bigger and bigger monetary goals. So yes, I will be talking about this million dollar number in 2021 and maybe beyond because I'm going to keep talking about it until I actually hit it. But that doesn't mean that that ever needs to be your goal. All right, so now that we've cleared all that up, let's talk about my business goals for 2021. We'll talk about my business goals. I'll share a little bit about why I've set those particular goals and then a little bit of the how, like how I expect to actually accomplish this over the course of 2021. So I have four main goals for 2021. Goal number one, which we've already touched on is to hit a million dollars in revenue. Goal number two is to have two full-time team members. Goal number three is to work 40 hours a week, limited weekends, done by 5 p.m., making sure that I actually take full weeks off for vacation. And goal number four is to get a book deal and write a book. So I'm going to start with goal number four, even though it's the last one, because that probably came out of left field. And that goal is a continuation of a goal that I had in 2020. So in 2020, I set a goal to get a book deal. So in 2020, I worked with a book coach, wrote my book proposal, got an agent. And so here we are in January, gearing up to actually send the book proposal out to publishers. So that goal is there kind of by necessity, because that mechanism, those wheels are already turning. And so fingers crossed, I am hoping that by February, I will have landed a book deal. And if I land a book deal in February, then that means I'm going to have to write a book in 2021. So I might as well as well, go ahead and set that as a goal, because I know that it's something that I have to accomplish. And I will share more about that once there is more to share. So now let's talk about that one million dollar goal, right? Cause that is the big scary goal. It's gonna have the biggest impact on our business overall. It is the thing that is driving the business, hitting that $1 million dollar revenue. So all the decisions that I'm making over the course of the next year is really aimed at making sure that we're able to get to that $1 million dollar number. So here's the thing, I have no idea whether or not I'm going to hit that million dollar goal, right? But I know that I intend to keep working towards it until I hit it because it's in alignment with my vision for my life. So why have I decided that a million dollar goal is the right goal for my business right now. Earlier, I mentioned setting your business goals and your business revenue goals based on the ideal lifestyle that you wanna have. And so that's definitely a large part of it for me because it's important to me that I make enough in my business to be able to live my ideal lifestyle. So I want us to be location independent. So that means that I want the business to support our entire lifestyle in order for us to be location independent, we need to be able to move at the drop of a hat. And we can't do that if Joseph is still employed by an employer that requires him to come into the office every day. And that's actually something that Joseph and I spend a lot of time talking about lately, because I don't love where we live. We live in Maryland um, on the outskirts of DC, and it's really expensive here and it's really crowded. And I would like to move to a state that isn't as crowded, but Joseph's job is here and we still need his income. So having a million dollar business would bring us closer to the point where we would not need Joseph's income. Like we might still need to have to crunch our budget somewhat because with a million dollar business, that means I'm that doesn't mean I'm taking home a million dollars. It means that the business grossed a million dollars in revenue, but the business has expenses. The business would have team members. I will have had contractors that I worked with. And so my take home pay won't be a million dollars. But I think that given where we expect our expenses to be in order to hit a million dollars in revenue revenue that that gets us close enough that Joseph can comfortably quit his job. And we know that we can continue to thrive financially, even if we dropped down to a single income. The next thing is I want help around the house. Like right now, I love the idea of one day having a personal chef and weekly cleaning help around the house. So right now, Joseph does the majority of the cooking. Over the course of our years together, we would typically trade off where one of us does the cooking and one of us does the laundry. So he's on cooking duty. So that technically puts me on laundry duty and vice versa. And we both enjoy cooking. It's not that we don't, but I think that if given the option, we would love to be able to outsource the cooking and the cleaning so that we could spend more time together as a family or working on some, I don't know, DIY home decor projects, like things that we really love to do, but things that are optional. And so they get pushed off to the side because we want to make sure that we're devoting our time to taking care of ourselves as a family. So wouldn't it be awesome to be able to fit those things comfortably in my spending plan every year? I think the answer is yes. And So that contributes to how much I want to make from my business every year. I also want to be able to travel very comfortably and have all of the experiences that I feel drawn to have. So we travel a lot as a family. We enjoy traveling. I say a lot, but it's really a couple of times a year. We enjoy going to international destinations and we like to try out new things. We don't particularly enjoy budget travel. We like to be able to pay for all of the attractions and the upgraded experiences because we just enjoy that. We enjoy making those kinds of memories. And so what that means is I need to make an income that's going to support us being able to continue to have those experiences for years and years and years to come. So another reason why I've set that goal at a million dollars is that I want to have a big impact. So I actually want to have a business where I work with a lot of people. So that's going to be a bigger business compared to someone that wants to work deeply with a handful of clients. And that's what they aspire to in their business, that's what they feel driven to do. That is the calling that they have for the structure of their business. So compared to someone like that, I actually want to have a really big business. The idea of working with thousands of people at any given point in time is very exciting to me. So that means that it's going to be a bigger business that has more revenue. It's just... The way that works out, thankfully, happily. And I want to be able to donate generously to causes that I believe in. So both me, myself personally, but also the business as well, contributing a certain amount of profits towards philanthropic efforts that I'm really passionate about or that we as a company really stand behind. And that is just is another way that we're able to make a real impact on the world. I also want my business to have the resources to pay our team members well, to make sure that they have benefits, to make sure that we can have company matching and cover healthcare costs and things like that, because we want our, we want everyone to thrive. And so certainly we want the people that are here with us in the trenches working day in and day out to help us serve our audience. Of course, we want those people to be well taken care of. I also want to have the resources to heavily invest back into our programs to help our clients reach their goals. 2020, it really hit me that even though I have digital products and programs, it's not a make it once and done kind of thing. You constantly, at least for me, the way I want to run my business, I want to keep improving my programs over time. And what that means is that's time and space just not dedicated to selling. It's just focused on looking at our products, seeing where people are getting stuck, seeing The tiny improvements that we can make to facilitate the transformation in the people that take our programs. That is really important to me. And so the more resources that we have as a company, the more time and effort and the better talent we can attract to help us make our programs better over time. I also want to be able to innovate. So I want to be able to devote resources to projects within our company that might not pan out. Like maybe they will, maybe they won't. So research and development is something that I want to be at the forefront of what our company stands for, right? We're committed to excellence, which means that we devote our resources to being leaders in the space. And I want to be able to do all of this, all of these things that I talk about from a place of fun and joy, And space and ease. And so what that means is we can't be working ourselves into the ground. We want to be able to thrive as a company and have the financial resources that allow us to also rest, right, to work from a place of joy, ease, rest and balance. And so all of those things tie into Why I have set that million-dollar goal. But I do have goals beyond that million-dollar number that relate to the overall health and growth of our business. They really do tie back into that million-dollar number in that they connect to each other. But I do have other ways of measuring success in our business in reaching all of those other whys that I just listed out beyond just the monetary goals. So I do have target metrics that I want to see us hit in 2021. And that starts with getting better at actually tracking our metrics. Like, to be honest, I have not been the best at that in the past. And so now we are building out the systems and deciding which metrics are the most important for us to track going forward. So we're starting with educated guesses. We're saying, oh, wouldn't it be great if we hit these particular target metrics? So those are educated guesses that we're going to tweak as we go along. And so what we expect to see is that our average monthly revenue Should increase over time if all of our plans really do align the way that uh, I think they will. So January 2021 should be our lowest revenue month of the year. We will see as the income reports start rolling out here on the podcast starting in February. I have a plan, but I don't have real world data yet. As the data comes in, then I'll reevaluate the plan. I'm also looking at on this path to hit a million dollars in 2021 changes that I want to see happen in the business in 2021 compared to what happened in 2020. So in 2020, 30% of our revenue came from brand partnerships. And in 2021, I want to see that number drop to 15% or less. This is a path that I have been on ever since our really our second year of business, the year that we made $76,000. That year, something like I don't remember exactly 70 to 80% of our business what came from brand partnerships. And then the following year, it was something like 60% of our revenue came from brand partnerships. So in 2020, it dropping down to 30, that was very exciting and it's on purpose because We don't have any control over brand partnerships, over the budgets that other companies have and whether or not they'll choose to work with us any given year. And so what that does is introduces a whole host of uncertainty in our business. And we don't want that. We want control of our business. We want to be able to move all of the levers to make sure that we're hitting our revenue goals as a business. And to do that, that meant not looking at outside sources for our revenue and instead developing our own products and services. And that has worked really well. Another thing that I want to do in 2021 is to do a better job of repurposing our content. So that means we're devoting all of these resources to create things like this podcast or YouTube show, all of our content on Instagram, but especially our long form content, the podcast and the YouTube show and it just kind of like sits there. Like we don't do enough to make sure that our content is reaching as many people as possible. And so we just want to make sure that the I don't know why I keep saying we, I should say I. I just want to make sure that we are pushing our content out there as much as possible, even revisiting things that we've done in the past. It doesn't always require reinventing the wheel. Like, how can we look at what we've done in the past and use that as a springboard going forward? I think that that can really help our efficiency long-term. And then the last thing is that in 2021, from this is a cost side of things, I am going to be decreasing my training and education budget. I'm basically going to be cutting it in half. So in 2020, I spent $70,000 on training and education. I know that number. It's a large number. I am not kidding. Like, I, I see that. That's basically like one year that I paid for law school going to Yale. That is tuition at Yale Law School. So 2021, I'm going to be dropping that number in half. There's actually a mastermind that I have my eye on that is very selective that I'm hoping that I will be able to get in. And I won't know until I actually do. And if I do get in, then I will share all the details. Promise, I will spill the beans. But for right now, that's how much, $35,000 is the amount that I expect that I will spend on training and education in 2021. I do believe that training and education is important for ongoing growth, but I think I've probably overspent in 2020. I don't have any regrets, but I think 2021 is really going to be a focus more on execution and streamlining than just pouring into my own personal education. Now let's talk a little bit about what Things I think will really move the needle in my business in 2021. So first off, my word of the year in 2021 is focus. So focus on doing a few things really well. 2021 will be the first year where I'm not going to create a new program. I'm not going to launch anything new. Although, yes, I am planning on writing that book. If it hadn't already been in the works, it's definitely not something that I would initiate in 2021 because I'm really focusing on improving everything that we have already right now. So really, honing in on who we serve, really honing in on how we can help them, really honing in on what our messaging is, how do we communicate the value that we offer, just really giving ourselves the time to dive into that and think about and write about what it is and who we are and really define that messaging for our company, I think will really help us grow, not only in 2021, but beyond. And I wanna spend my time building out my thought leadership. So again, really spending the time to think and write and be prolific and go deep into my expertise, both in the personal finance space and in the entrepreneurship space, but especially in the personal finance space. I've been disrupting the personal finance space for, you know, three years now. When One Big Happy Life started, the messaging around personal finance was very different. No one was talking about building wealth. Everyone was talking about frugality and paying off debt. That is where the focus was. And then there was also the fire movement. So again, frugality, and now saving as much as possible so that you can quit your job and retire. But using the words build wealth like that, no one was really talking about wealth to the point where when I thought about this idea of like, oh, maybe our tagline could be find balance, build wealth, with happy. I'm like, oh, but that build wealth thing, as I was talking to Joseph about it, I'm like, is that going to be, are people even going to relate to that? No one's talking about building wealth. And I did it anyway. I'm like, you know what? I like the idea of building wealth. So I'm just going to talk about that. And that's exactly what I did. And it's really shifted. I, you know, like tuning my own horn, giving myself credit. Maybe this is just a story that I'm telling myself, but Now, building wealth is everywhere. I truly believe that there's no way that after 17 million views have happened on our YouTube channel, that that shift didn't happen at least in part because of our messaging. And I'm not done. I think there's way more to be done in the personal finance space and... I want to devote time in 2021 to really go deep into that, to really innovate in our niche, in something that feels old and saturated. It's time to shake it up and bring fresh things to it. And that's what I want our business to always do. So I want to make sure that I am giving myself space in 2021 to develop that thought leadership and I believe that that commitment to excellence and growth and innovation inevitably leads to a successful business, as long as you have, obviously, all of the other business strategies in place as well. But I think that that is the difference between a business that continues to grow and thrive and one that stagnates and goes the way of Blockbuster. So like I mentioned, another thing that I will be doing in 2021 is to focus on continuing to innovate and improve our products. So Wealth Builder Society is getting a brand new core curriculum. YouTube Made Simple is getting a new update before we open the doors again in May of 2020. And we're really going to focus on getting a ton of feedback from our communities, both our paid communities and our free communities to see What is it that people need? Where are the gaps? How can we serve them better? Another thing that I'll be doing is focusing on building out systems and processes. So right now, we as the team are generalists. So we all wear many hats in the business and I'm the only one who knows how to wear all of them and I'm I don't have time to wear all of them anymore. Right now, what's going on in the One Big Happy Life household is, or should I say the Cochrane household, is that Alexis has been the one that's been running errands for the family. Joseph and I and Alexa and Reeves, we don't leave the house. So two days ago, Alexis was sitting here in the office with me. She's like, Mom, I don't feel well. I think I have a fever. And we're still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, So go up to your room. And Alexis has been isolating. And because I've been around Alexis, I'm isolating from Joseph and Reeves. So we are all split apart, but now Alexis is sick and Alexis is the primary point of contact on customer service. And I don't have the bandwidth to take over customer service. And this was right after we just took a two week break as a company where we did not work over the past two weeks. So there's a backlog of customer service. I don't have time to get to that backlog and our customer service person is sick. That can't happen. That is not the way that a million dollar business actually operates, I'm going to make sure from now on that we have redundancies in our systems and processes and that our systems and processes are actually laid out, that we have standard operating procedures. So if we need to hire temporary help, because there are plenty of VAs that are running their own business that would love to hop into our business for 10 hours, 20 hours when we need that support, but I don't have time to train them. So knowing that we now have this gap, we absolutely have to take the time in 2021 to fix that Also, so that I'm not a bottleneck. Right now, I very much am a bottleneck where... I'm still the decision maker on a lot of things. And over the course of 2021, 2022, I want to pull myself out of that. There needs to be someone else where the buck stops before it gets to me, because I want to spend more time in my zone of genius and less time making administrative decisions. And fingers crossed that person is Joseph, that Joseph comes in to the business and is able to take over that role so I can stay focused on the creation and service and content and building out our programs. That is where where I want to be. The next thing that I will be focused on in 2021 is growing our reach, right? Getting in front of more people, making sure that people know we exist, understanding how we can help them. And so that will be a combination of growing organically through paid advertising, through publicity and just building relationships. And I don't know exactly what that will look like. That is sort of the last thing on my list. I think it's incredibly important, especially as I'm looking to potentially to publish a book, because having that kind of outreach is important as you are promoting a book, I don't know how it's going to happen. I haven't even given it any thought as of right now, but it's something that I want to develop over the course of 2021. And I'm sure that as I do, as it becomes clearer to me exactly what that's going to look like, I will share it with you here on the podcast. And last but certainly not least, it's probably the thing that should have been first on the list to help me scale the business to seven figures in 2021 is rest. This work is creative work. This is creativity. It's creating new things. It's ideation. It's dreaming and looking for new and interesting possibilities. And that does not happen, at least not for me from a place of stress and overwork. It's gotta come from a place of rest and energy and joy. So for me to be at my best and do my best work, I need to make space to not work. That means I need to sleep. I need to get in my eight hours of sleep and honestly, I have been toying around with this idea of taking a nap in the middle of the day. There's this concept called impossible goals, and it's a a life coaching concept that I learned from my friend Goalie from Lessons from a Quitter. And you set these impossible goals to see who you can become to blow your own mind. And a lot of people set goals that are action-based goals that are like, oh, goals that you want to, that you have to strive for that takes energy. And I get that. I am a Goal setter and a goal getter. So for me, an impossible goal is a rest goal. Like, What if I spent an hour napping every day? That feels impossible to me. It feels more possible for me to have a $10 million business within the next few years. It feels way more possible for me to have that than for me to become a person that naps every single day. That's blows my mind. That is my version of an impossible goal, which means that's a goal that I need to set for myself so that I can focus on becoming a person that can rest (laughs) because that is definitely not my life right now. So that is something that I'm going to focus on because I know that I am at my best when I rest. Also, need to take care of my health. So 2020 was not a good health year for me. I gained a bunch of weight. I spent way too much time sitting, way too little time working out, despite the fact that we have a home gym in our basement. And that's because I didn't make my own health a priority. And that's just not sustainable. So that's something that's going to go into this rest thing. I'm going to make sure that I'm taking care of my physical health as well. Also, nurturing hobbies beyond my business. I don't know when is the last time that I read a book that was not about personal development or entrepreneurship. I need an excellent speculative fiction trilogy, and just a deep dive into it, fall in love with some characters, get transported to a different world, curl up on the couch with a book and a cup of tea. I need more of that in my life. And I'm looking forward to doing more of that in 2021 and finding that inspiration out in the world and getting my brain synapses to fire in different ways so that when I show up for work, I come at it from a place that's just filled with energy, and ready to put some new ideas out into the world. So those are my big, stretchy, audacious, exciting goals for 2021. And I will be sharing my progress here on the podcast all along the way with monthly income reports, which are, it's a little scary because, like I said, I have no idea if I'm going to hit this this year. No idea whatsoever. But luckily, I am not a stranger to sharing my financial information with the public. In fact, Joseph and I have been doing net worth updates over on One Big Happy Life for about three years now, I think three and a half years. And so we have gone from a net worth of Negative two hundred and something thousand dollars to now positive two hundred and something thousand dollars over the past three years. We've grown our nest egg in the past three years during these net worth updates from two hundred thousand dollars to five hundred thousand, half a million dollars. Ugh, that just like blows my mind because I remember my first fifty dollars that I saved. But my point is that I'm used to doing it, sharing the ups and the downs. It's not like our net worth was constantly positive. In fact, in 2020, when the market dropped, I think our net worth dropped 80-something thousand dollars in a single month. I'm familiar with the ups and the downs and the uncertainty of sharing financial information publicly, but I also know that that level of transparency really helps to make the journey real. And I kind of wish that I had started doing this a long time ago before, I mean, we almost hit $400,000 in revenue in 2020. And so already the business is a substantial size, right? It's not, it's not a tiny business. It's not a gigantic business, but it's substantial. And I kind of wish that I had made income reports in the business Since from the first $5, right? From that first $100 check that we got from YouTube. But here we are. We are here now and it's going to happen in 2021. This is going to be my year or next year will be my year or it'll be the year after that. But either way, we're going to get there and we will get there together. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And again, just use it as fuel to start thinking about what do you want your business to look like? What do you want to be possible for you over time? And then set tiny goals in 2021 that'll help you take the next step to take a bit of action every single day to get closer to your big goals and build your freedom business. Thanks for hanging out with me here today on the Wealth Life Balance podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. Until next time, keep taking those small actions every day that bring you closer to building your freedom business and living your best life on your terms. See you next time.